Hello, ladies and gentlemen, uh, aliens and otherwise concerned individuals. Uh, as per usual, I am Brennan, and to my right is... Uh, I am Thrag's glorious mustache, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Andrew. And uh, today we are talking about Invincible... Volume, Volume 16, 16 Family Ties. <laughs> on, uh, oh yeah, I guess we should name, probably send the name of the podcast. Yeah, what the Invincible Principle. Invincible Principle. <laughs> Welcome to the Invincible Principle Podcast. Professionals. Yeah, for sure. I didn't fumble that intro at all. Nah. Um, it's been a little while since we can made an episode, but that's okay. Uh, so, man, I have to say, like, the entire time <laughs> you're reading Invincible, like, it's always leading up to the Viltrumite War. It's like the entire overarching, like, part of it, of Invincible has been the Viltrumite War. And, like, yeah. this is now, like, two-ish volumes past that. Yeah. Where it starts to be like, what is Invincible standing without the Viltrumite War being, like, the overarching theme? Yeah. Because now it's, like, Krieg, Craig, Thrag. There we go. Yeah. Thrag and, like, the Viltrumites are, like, on Earth, and they're hanging out, and they're incubating. Whatever Essentially. that means, right? Yeah. You know, and, like... Basically, the Viltrumite War is a draw. It's a, it's a draw. So, since Mark's been home, he's had to deal with the fact that he no longer has to necessarily worry about the Viltrumites anymore. So, he's got all this amped up responsibility where on Earth, he's starting to disagree with what really makes him who he is. Yeah, it's a stalemate uh, for sure with the Viltrumite. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I. Like, I feel like calling it. Definitely not a pure victory. Mm mm. Uh, Heavy losses Alan might sides. see that as a pretty sizable victory because mm-hmm. all the Vultramites that are left are on one single planet that yeah. he also has a big hand in and knows very well and has access has easy access to. So yeah, and like Alan is now resumed or he's become the leader of of the coalition of planets. Yeah, on that. yeah. Was it called fucking the No, it's Telescira. Yeah. Yeah, or Telescria, or the fuck they're gonna Whatever. Call. Whenever this gets introduced <laughs> in the goddamn TV show, I'm gonna find out exactly. That's what I think they one say. of the most exciting parts for me is when they get to this part in the TV show. I'm finally gonna know how to pronounce these motherfucking yeah. words. Yeah. Welcome to Thereskria. We're gonna be like fucking yeah. finally, because oh god, because I remember <laughs> saying Voltramite for so long, and then after this, it's like Viltramite. Yeah. Viltrum. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I'm like, oh, there was just Voltrum. But before we find that out, we find out that. Everybody, that even everybody in the Invisible Universe is tired of all the fucking. Yeah, pretty much. Because uh, I know we should. Oh, that's how the book starts. Yeah, it starts with uh, Nolan and, and Debbie. Wait, Deborah. Wait, yeah. Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. In uh, just, just, just fucking. <laughs> yeah. Just a very horny beginning to the book, uh, as as per usual, because they're they're back together. Yeah. You know, like uh, Nolan left the planet with with his his ex, well, his wife. Went to the uh, Telescura or whatever, and there's this running gag of like aliens overhearing these like super powered warrior dudes like fucking like Alan yeah. and his girlfriend and Nolan, and how many people have to put up with the awful egregious sounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, again and again, and like even the characters are like even the characters on the ship are like fuck man, like, chill out. out. And like honestly, she's just a human. She's gotta be sore by now. No, not at all. How could she be? She doesn't look sore. I have the book for reference. But, like, she's got I do like the right? joke, though, that he's just like, oh, man, we're not having any more sex until the door is fixed so you can lock it. He's like, I don't really think people lock doors out here. And he's like, what if I bend the side of the door? You know? And then we cut to uh, Alan, also with his lady friend, talking about how he's, like, new responsibilities and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then Oliver's also here, who's now found that being on this planet is a lot more to his liking. 
Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, it always would be, right? Like, yeah. he just looks humanoid, but he's not really a human, so Earth isn't really the place he belongs. That's true. Like, Oliver... And he would essentially be an immortal on his planet. Yeah, and, like, Oliver doesn't even really look like his more insect origin, like, anymore. He's, yeah. Like, the purple skin's gone. He looks more like a Viltrumite. Yeah. yeah. Well, the purple skin being gone is, uh... Isn't that a thing? Like, uh... <laughs> I think so. He looks mostly human now, to be honest. Yeah. Although, he, they, he still has to deal with his fucking parents fucking in the next room. He's yeah. like, God damn it, enough of this shit. The most um, important thing, though, is that, like, in the last volume, it's revealed that, um... Basically, there's... With Alan resuming as the leader of the Coalition of Planets, that, uh, there was a left-behind version of the Scourge virus yeah. that Thaddeus had left behind that like he's like look I'm giving this to you for whatever you choose to do with it like this exists as a Hail Mary basically a last resort yeah and he's like and Alan's like well shit I have I have the Scourge virus I can I can yeah, wipe these guys out and he pretty much decides that's the plan and you know what like big picture I don't really blame him for it no not really Viltrumites are extremely volatile and very dangerous and you can't control them and they're they're and extremely hell powerful yeah and they're hell bent on like rejuvenating and continuing to enslave the galaxy and they're very much like the perfection of their race kind of thing yeah um, and he has like like they only cease combat can save because the they entire, became weak yeah he can save the entire galaxy by taking them all out yeah the problem is and the problem that Nolan has with it is that they don't know how it'll affect the humans. Yeah, it's true, right? Like, there could be, like, it's not a balanced version of it, that it could actually kill the entire human race as well. Yeah. Because, like, their genetic code is so close, yeah. right? And, like, that's why the Viltrumites are using Earth as their breeding grounds, because they're like, okay, this is a place where we can make more of us really fast. Yeah, they found they found that, especially by watching Mark. Yeah, specifically because uh, of Mark. They're like, yeah. you're the one of the best versions of us. Yeah, they find that it's, like, an ideal place to start repopulating. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, they, they have no idea what, hey, no idea what could happen to the population, but still, sacrificing one planet to save the entire, like, galactic order. Plus, I mean, they probably are a little bit comforted by the fact that it's like, Earth seems to be a planet built off of a variety of champions of various abilities, so it's a very yeah. good proving ground, anyway, for any of their offspring. You know, like, like Thrag is, like, got a good idea, in the sense that, like, I don't know why I think oh, this, yeah. but I feel like Thrag is going to be voiced by Andrew Lincoln. I don't know why, but I feel like that's going to happen. I don't know. Right? Um, but yeah, no, for the Vulture it's definitely an ideal place. And, like, to Alan's, like, credit, you know, he has, he thinks about it long and hard, and, like, ultimately, he decides to use it and I don't again I don't blame him at all it sucks for the greater good yeah right? cause like these the Viltrumites didn't just affect Alan's race like Alan grew up in a in an incubating like camp yeah a breeding camp but like he grew up in war times where like yeah. every other nation around the entire galaxy was being completely wiped out by these guys thousands like, thousands of planets excuse me thousands of planets thousands of species yeah uh, wiped out and stuff by Ultramites are enslaved by the Ultramites. Like, it would be a huge risk and oversight to not yeah. activate extinction. It could and, actually make sense. And I'm sure there were a large people, a large number of planets on the council that were like, why haven't you used it yet? Yeah, he would like, be questioning forward. They would have been like, how haven't you used this yet? Like, yeah. they've scourged like 10,000 planets. Like, you're afraid to give up one. Like, we've, yeah. lost, we've lost like trillions of lives and you're afraid of a few. Yeah, and like no one really in the coalition of planets. Galactic scale, like it's yeah. universal scale. They right? don't really care about Earth in the way we do because we're human beings. We're like these yeah, really. aliens, probably are like who the fuck cares, man? Like yeah, like like I said, like 
We've lost countless plans for these people. What's one more to wipe them out? Yeah, exactly right. And ultimately, Alan's like, yeah, you know, we're going to take that risk. We're going to take the risk that yeah. we know we can kill the vulture. We know we can take the vulture mites, and we're going to take the risk that the humans will go with them. Mm-hmm. I think Alan, he's trying to make the right decision, too. But, yeah. I mean, it sucks, though, because, like, Oliver and Mark are two of his closest friends. Yeah. And, like, I think his best friend is fucking Nolan. And, like, yeah. he's going to go into direct, like, opposition to Nolan. There is well, a cool... Nolan, and, Nolan and Alan had so many adventures. Yeah, they're together, based, they're, yeah. they're close, you know? Like, they almost spun off together in conflict yeah. for a while, you know? The thing is, too, though, is that, like, um, I wanted to interject and say, like, Oliver's back. He's repaired. He's, yeah. like, no longer... He didn't die. He, like, he's got his replacement, like, joints and stuff. Yeah, he's got his replacement job. Yeah. And he goes out to try and do superheroing work and finds out that he's not needed yeah, for it. yeah. Superheroes yeah. aren't needed on that planet. Yeah, everybody's like power matched and shit, and the cops have the right artillery to deal with people, and yeah. he is not needed. There's yeah. no vigilanteism on Telescira. And he's like, oh, what do we do here? He's like, yeah, no, we can handle things. It's all right, son. Let's do yeah. something else. Yeah, we're just chill. Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting. That it's like, man, there's no superheroes here, you know? And then uh, shortly after that, they go see Alan. Yeah. And Alan's like, hey, this is my plan. Yeah, which then Nolan reacts like a true Viltrumite and was like, well, I can't let you try and kill my kids. Yeah. And just like, immediately was like, But he's no. more so for trying to protect Earth, right? It's true, because, like, everything about his life that made him change is, like, from Earth. Yeah. He puts out the argument that he feels like Earth, Earth can change, like, Earth changed him. <laughs> so Earth can change the others. It's true, yeah. Um, but, of course, it comes to blows. He says, I know that too, you ready? He's like, I can't just let you do this. And they have this fucking badass Dragon Ball Z style square off yeah. and go in this big fucking fight. Which is cool. They head out into space and start like swapping major blows and Oliver jumps in to help out and yeah. like takes on Alan until he's given the context of what's going on. Yeah, and then Ollie, uh, Ollie sides with Alan. Yeah, weirdly enough, you know? I don't think it's that weird. Well, it's just like, they're, they're all trying to make the best choices they can. I think it's cool though that like when... Like, the fight kind of resolves in a sense, and Nolan comes crashing into, like, his apartment with Debbie, and Debbie's like, yeah. how could you? I saw you on the news. Everything you said. He's like, no, and explains to her what's going on, and they're immediately arrested. Yeah. Like, it's like, fuck. And, like, Nolan's, like, face is just, like, bloody and, like, mashed yeah. to bits pretty much. He's, he's like, like I'm trying to help. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty fucking cool. But, yeah, like, it, it, to me, it doesn't surprise me that Ollie... It's on Alice's side because he sees the bigger picture. Yeah, he does. He's like, it, we're sacrificing one planet to wipe out a conqueror species. It doesn't matter that I'm part of that species. Like, yeah, we are. Our species is bad for the is bad for the universe. We're yeah. It's another thing too. It's like Oliver's always been like, like I think it's like Mark sometimes suffers from being a very emotional reactor, or sorry, like emotionally reactive to a lot of shit that's happening. Yeah. Where like Oliver's always been very mathematical and practical, much like robot. Well, to be fair, like, Ollie might feel differently if we were talking about his planet. Mm-hmm. Probably, But yeah. the point he makes is that, like... He's not human This is important to you because you're human. Yeah. Because you have ties to that planet. Yeah. The rest of, like, the rest of the living beings who don't live on that planet do not care and could be saved by being one man. Yeah. It's fair, right? Yeah. And, like, so... But I might, like, I'm arguing, like, maybe Ollie, if it was were to happen on his planet... And they had something that could take out the Vulture Mites, but, but might take out his entire species. Would he feel the same way then, too? Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Like, he's saying it's your emotional because you're tied to that planet. And yes, well, all you didn't grow up on this planet, that's not to say if the same thing were to happen there, that he wouldn't be like, hey guys, we need to not do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, then, uh, yeah, Nolan takes a shit-kicking, and then they go to Earth. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, there's this cool double-page spread where he takes a shit-kicking, and then they all get arrested. And clearly now they're, like, you know, in prison. And then we cut down to Earth, where there's this, like, big fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's... And the, uh, who has kicked the shit out of all the soups on the planet. Yeah, that's true. What's his fucking name again? I'm looking it up right now. My first attempt to rule this dimension was a half-hearted attempt, doomed to fail at the very start. See, Invincible 27. Oh, so he's a callback to another villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and in this one, he's defeated the entire Guardians of the Globe, because there's a whole team from, like, guarding the globe. Yeah, and then, uh... And then Mark, universe. And, then Mark and Dinosaurus hop in. Yeah, they roll in to kick some shit. <laughs> yeah, it, actually, I read that, and then I saw their fight and stuff, and then I saw the people reacting afterwards to him, being like, we have to arrest you and shit now, and I'm like, oh, right, Mark's a fugitive. Yeah, he shows up to help out, and they're like, we gotta put you under arrest, and he's like, yeah, you're not doing that. Yeah. Mark is kind of acting of his own volition now. You know, he's oh, like, yeah. like he's not really following the law. He's become a more independent vigilante. It's him and Dinosaurus against the world because he realized that like Dinosaurus just needs somebody to think of the the, the human aspect of the consequences of his plans. Yeah, and that together they can come up with plans that would not only save lives but like benefit the planet. Yeah, I think as soon as he comes back, too, he's talking with Adam Eve, and Adam Eve's kind of giving him some shit about how he's like, you know, your plan is kind of half-cocked, like, you're not, you're not thinking this through, you know, and Mark's like, no, I really do, I think I have clarity on this, and then, like, even Cecil buzzes in to be like, hey, yeah. kid, I only want to talk, I'm not bringing a squadron of dudes here, I just want to chat up, because clearly this all happened, like, recently, like, yeah. this is, like, still really fresh, and everyone's dealing with the fact that Mark is kind of bordering on being a bit of a terrorist at this point. Yeah, but, I mean, Mark has, makes a solid point, though, like, He's at a power level right now where 99% of the problems are beneath him. Like, yeah. 99% of the things that he used to deal with before the Viltrumite War don't matter anymore. It's true. It's almost like because of the Viltrumite War, he's like, he's like, it's like, you know when I met your mother and they're like, don't bring them to my table unless it's an 8 or higher? Yeah. It's almost like Mark's like, alright, look, like I've dealt with planetary warfare, like, Earth's squabbles aren't like you guys. We need to figure this out. Yeah. There needs to be a much better solution. Like he wants to, he wants an easy fix. And he's just too powerful. Like most villains, he would have no problem just destroying. Like he would accidentally do severe damage to. Yeah, to that's a lot true. of them. Where like the more terrestrial heroes, like the like the Guardians, it makes more sense for them. But in the case of like the guy that he him and Dinosaur showed up to fuck with, yeah. It makes sense for him to show up because that stuff when when Guardian he's more of like break glass break glass in case of emergency he's like all the guardians are down all the other soups are down oh I guess I have to go do it it's true and like Donosaurus and, and like Mark they they kick this guy's ass yeah they're super powerful like they're a really good team up you know yeah they're you get very this guy's powerful. fucking name he says it right I don't remember either. right. Captain Forgettable. I know. It's like, this guy definitely... He's had... in three pages. I know, and then he gets his head fucking bit. Yeah. And he, that's it, and he blows up. But it's also because, like, Mark basically starts, like, to show that, like... Because he helps out that one lady, um, Anissia or whatever, yeah. with, like, the power thing. Anissa, yeah. It's like, he's realizing that these villains aren't villains. They just... If he helps them achieve their plan in a much, like, in a friendly, in a safe way... Yeah. That, like, there's a better way to do it. Yeah, know? he realized that in uh, Get Smart. Yeah. Um, that, like, a lot of the big things that go on in the world are because people are like fighting over things they don't really need to fight over. Yeah. Like if the if he had approached that uh, that female character the first time about what she needed and she was just like, oh, X amount of energy, you're like, oh, we can generate that. 
from you from somewhere. Yeah. Like, you don't have to steal it. Like, let us know. We can, like, give it to you. We can purchase it. Yeah, I think it comes down to, like, Mark learned from when, like, the Viltrumites kind of had this, like, negotiative kind of, like, standoff. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like, there's better ways to solve our problems. You don't yeah. have to just kill each other. You know? Well, that and the Las Vegas incident. Yeah, yeah, which, like... When he saw the outcome of that, where they had... Um, where they kind of followed through on Dinosaurus' plan a little bit, where they... The city that was destroyed, they replaced with a solar farm. Yeah, it's like B.D. Sinclair or whatever, class. or D.A. Sinclair. So he's like, yeah, we're doing great out here. And like, yeah. And he shows also, like, D.A. Sinclair as a kid. Like, he's not in this book. Yeah. He's in the last one, right? It's like, it shows that he's one of the first villains that Mark came across that, like, yeah. like Cecil decided to employ and has been nothing but a helpful, resourceful, like, part of yeah. their system for, like, His like, problem like, a couple was lack of, years. of funding. Yeah, well, it's like, much, it's, right? uh, like that gravity villain. Yeah, exactly. He's he came up with uh, the idea of double siding the solar panels to catch the reflective, yep. uh, the reflective light as well to double the output, and that whole thing is creating x amount of jobs in the power sector for that area. Like, mm. it, it kind of reminds and me. And they power they power most of the country off of clean solar energy. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of how like the reason I like Batman and Batman's Rogues Gallery so much is that. Each of his rogues gallery is a comment on severe mental health getting out of hand, pretty much. Yeah. Where, like, Mark is kind of realizing that all these villains are just lacking the resources they need to accomplish their goals. Yeah. And he's, like, he's trying to tackle the problem in a different way, you know? Yeah. Or, said, they, though, or they lack the guidance to think about, like, the human cost. Yeah. Where, like, one, once that's presented to them, a lot of them figure out a way around it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the points of, of this volume... Um, after this fight when they fly off they get called again a little while later because Alan enters yeah it's like when Cecil pops in to talk to Mark about his plans and how he's like thinking he's going in half cocked and how like Mark kind of like I guess sort of bullshits being like look I'm like working with Dinosaurus he's with me I got him under control and I can handle where things go yeah and then he's like well also our atmosphere just had some people enter it if you want to like maybe check he's like yeah don't Call your team up. I'll go check that out. Yeah. Then he flies up there to go talk to Alan. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? And Alan's like, hey, Mark. Uh, and explains the plan. Where Mark, like, understands the point of it, but also has the same stance of, like, well, I can't let you, like, take a risk and kill off the human race. You've just became, like, a, like a huge yeah. threat. And they have a and fucking they, square off. A, a heated debate occurs. And yeah. then... Uh, and then we have Alan... We have Oliver and Mark actually finally kind of in opposition. Like, yeah. like... Again, and then the know. guardians show up to make things worse. Yeah, because <laughs> they show up to like arrest Mark during the middle of all of this. Yeah, um, and then it's funny too because yeah. then like, we see yeah we see a confrontation between Ollie and, and Mark. Is that on the ground? Uh, I think they start. Yeah. All of this happens. All of this starts in space. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure in and space. Then Ollie and Mark. Uh, oh yeah, because the guardians go up to space because yeah. they're gonna go like, like we're here to fucking arrest you. Like this is the plan. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, they fight over they fight over the thing. Yeah, I do appreciate they like they fight over the thingy and like Alan and, and Mark exchange some fucking like blows here and like Oliver tries to get in, but then it's like it's like oh man, who do you have on your side? The entire planet's against you, including us. And he's like he has me, and fucking Thrag shows up. And he's yeah, like, and Thrag. What's up? Sitting there and being like, <laughs> hey guys, remember me? Yeah, which I think is pretty fucking cool. So then we got yeah. Thrag and Invincible teaming up, which has never happened. Yeah, which is like bizarre. Yeah, which is fucking cool. And then we have like ah, there's a bit of talk in here. They do a lot of debating about like the politics of what really they should do here and how like Alan was not aware that there's a truce going on. Yeah, Alan, uh, Alan, they, 
I guess they told Alan or Alan thought that they had like taken the planet. Yeah. I guess he thought, yeah, because he's like, he hadn't heard back from Mark yet. They went yeah. back to the Earth, but like, it had been pretty quiet. And so basically he gets updated on the fact that like, there's a truce going on right now. Mark and Thrag have worked something out. Yeah. You know, and so Alan kind of agrees. And he's like, Oliver, stop. Like, maybe Thrag is right. Yeah. You know, where, where Oliver doesn't really accept that. And he at gets that point, off. like, they could, like... That's when the Guardians show up. That's, yeah. yeah at they, the most inopportune moment. Yeah, that's when they show up to be like, hey, um... We're kind of here to, like, put you under arrest because you've been fucking with some shit. Yeah. And then I don't think they, they can't follow the conversation because they can't hear any Yeah, because the they're all on radios and then Mark's, like, thinking because they're all doing the telepathy thing. Yeah. Just shows that, like, the Guardians are just not on the same level as the Viltrumites. And, like, right now they're just adding more salt to this already difficult issue. Yeah. Where it's, like, stay in your lane. Yeah. Like, stay in your fucking lane. But it's like Cecil has to have his own, like, he has to have a team. Yeah. Sends up because Cecil seems to think it's still his job to protect the planet. Yeah. So really, it's like Cecil's kind of fooling himself. Like as long as he has Mark wrapped around his finger, he's able to protect the planet. But Mark's now acting his own fucking plans. So then Cecil's panicking. Yeah. So that's why he's made Mark a fucking fugitive. Uh, robot didn't uh, know about Voltron before now Oh, yeah, I didn't realize that, too. It's like, when he shows up, he's like, wait, these are vulture mines? He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and then my next note is, uh, oh, that's why you don't wrestle with a loaded gun. Yeah, because uh, then, like, they're all fighting, and basically Oliver gets the gun. Oliver gets yeah. the, the... He gets the injection gun. Yeah, like. the, uh, the uh, scourge virus yeah. gun. And then takes off back to the fucking planet. Yeah, and Mark breaks off to chase him down, and then they fucking wrestle over it. Yeah, they have a big squabble in the fucking air. Yeah. And they're talking, they're chirping at each other, but, like, ultimately, the important thing is it accidentally goes off in Mark's face. Yeah. That's the thing, too. It seems like it only gets shut out a little bit, but Mark takes all of it in the face, like, bear mace. Yeah. He takes, <laughs> Pretty he much. takes a full shot to the face. Yeah. Which sounds dirty. Which, disor- yeah, which disorients him for a little bit, and everyone's like, he oh my god, the you okay? viral load right through his face. Yeah, which, like, Alan then kind of freaks out and realizes, like, oh, man, you got, like, you got it right, and then, like, you got a shot directly, you took all of it, and he's like, yeah, I feel fine. Like, I'm good. Maybe it didn't yeah. actually work. And then it basically cuts to... And then fucking... a full-page panel of a close-up of yeah, Mark's like, face with his eyes and nose bleeding. Yeah, he's looking, he's like, what? Alan, I'm fine, but his eyes and nose are starting to fucking bleed. It's like, uh, oh, shit. My note for that is, oh, rough, that's not where you want to be bleeding from. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, uh, that's the end of an issue. Yeah, and, and it goes they, on to chapter five. Yeah, and then chapter five kind of starts with, uh, yeah, a nice little to, look at Bulletproof. It's nice to have a frame of reference. Like, I got the yeah. book right in front of me here, which I gotta say, side note, Charlie Adler's art could not be more fucking beautiful in this. Like, oh, is some it Charlie of, Adler doing the yeah, this Yeah, look at this shit. Like, this is some of, like, the shit. I Ollie was still doing the Oh, what, yeah, what am I saying? Sorry, this is, uh, this is Ollie. Wow. Wow, I had a real stone in my right there. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, I'm so sorry. No, it's um, it's Ryan Otley for like the entire book. Corey Walker does the first like two issues a little bit, but yeah, just a little bit. And then it goes off to like Ryan Otley right away. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that uh, that starts out with a little. The next volume takes a little bit of a look at Bulletproof's origins. Yeah, he goes to like Artie's place and gets an updated costume, and so he gets his old outfit back because he had been yeah. doing the invincible thing for a while. And then we, uh... Then back on the, uh, the spaceship on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. Is where, where they took Mark. 
Because that's uh, basically they're treating it as a quarantine hospital. Yeah. Also, I think this is the first time Cecil and his rag get to actually talk. I think so. He's like, so you're the yeah. one who's in charge of this plan. He's like, not how I'd put it, in charge of its protection, yes, but I'm running the show or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, he's, um, that's who, Thrag would have known about him through Conquest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So Conquest the... would have talked about him. Conquest did talk to Mark about him. About, like, because that was who kept him in that cement block. He's like, how long have you been here? He's like, months, I gather Mark Grayson didn't tell you about our agreement. Yeah. There's like more shit that he's realizing Mark is just not letting the Cecil in on. We're like, yeah. And well, at this point, too, like, this is where we hear, this is where, like, they all find out about the agreement for the first time. Like, all the other heroes. Yeah. Um, and then we have, uh, we see Mark in the hospital bed. Pretty much, yeah. He's getting, like, getting checked on. Yeah, he's getting, getting worked on. and all that shit. Um, and then we see an odd little tussle between, uh, Alan and Dinosaurus. Mm hmm. Alan, like, drags Dinosaurus to the space station to help him. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> Dinosaurus is like, it would appear that uh, we are more evenly matched than I thought. And he's like, actually, I've been restraining myself, like, quite a bit this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have no intention of hurting you, but I'm friends with Invincible. Hold, I've been holding my punches. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Dinosaurus is a tough, he's, like, I know what you said once, Dinosaurus is kind of like a Hulk. Yeah. Like, he's like... Yeah, he's, he's like a Hulk in, character. He's an indifferent sure. kind of stoner kid, but when yeah. he, like, gets bored enough or whatever... He becomes Dinosaurus, which is like this like super fucking humanitarian sort of I don't know yeah. eco terrorist being. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he goes and helps. Uh, he goes and helps Mark, or he. Alan brings Dinosaurus to help Mark. Yeah. Um, Bulletproof offers to help Eve during this time, um, and then Thrag gets some. Um, news about Mark that he doesn't like too much. That he is a match. A match to what we don't know. Yeah. But the doctor who tells Thrag that uh, doesn't live very long. Yeah, it's interesting. He says like, this is like a balloon. His blood is a match. And he's like, a match? What do you mean? And he like then kills the doctor to like conserve yeah. that information. Yeah, to keep that information private because mm -hmm. we don't know. I mean, me and you know because we, we've read this. Yeah, we've read before. the book so we know. But Oh, that classic Otley yeah. Gore. He just fucking pops gore. like a motherfucking balloon. He's like, I'm sorry, no one can know. He's yeah. like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then, the, yeah, and then from there for the rest of the issue is Bulletproof talking to Eve. And Pretty it's, much. Uh, it's like Eve. Offering to be invincible for a while. I think that's what it is. It's like basically like Eve's like, I got Invincible Incorporated going on. Yeah. And, and like Mark is busy. He's He might be out of the game for a while because he's sick. There's some weird shit going on. He yeah. might be a fugitive right now. The world needs an invincible, though, and so what do we get? We get Bulletproof, who's basically the power level Mark was at around the time he had the blue suit. Yeah, when he first started. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd say it's kind of where he's at, you know. It's kind of cool. I like seeing him in the blue suit. Yeah, you know. Um, so what it seems is Dinosaurus is working on a cure to help out Mark. Bulletproof has now assumed the role of invincible and is flying around. Thrag is thinking about some shit, holding a skull. Holding a skull. Strange. Yeah. And Mark is incubating. Yeah, and then there's one issue left. Yeah, which I think is just the solo adventure of, of fucking... Nope. Um, oh, Dinosaurus, no, yeah, you're right. uh, there's a little bit of Bulletproof as Invincible, mm -hmm. but the main crux is uh, Thrag comes up with a way to fix Mark. Or, sorry, Dinosaurus comes up with a way to fix Mark. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, and, like, Ollie and Alan kick around the plane in a bit. Mm. Yeah, they talk about kind of, like... <laughs> it's a bit where he's like, do you want to go and visit Tech Jacket? He's like, yeah. Yeah, sure. Because yeah, like Kirkman can't help but like 
always include Tech Jacket in some form or fashion. You can tell Kirkman loves him, but he doesn't use it enough. Yeah, it's disappointing. So I guess they just kind of like go with the fact that like, hey, why don't you come back to Telescura? Yeah. Like, why, why stay on Earth where you don't really feel connected to anybody here? Why yeah, this is kind of where Ollie comes up with the, the final decision to like fully not be on Earth. Yeah, plus he wants to be closer to his dad too and like Nolan and, and Debbie live on Yeah, Telescura. Nolan can't really be on Earth. Yeah. Yeah, so he kind of just means like, why don't you just come back, you know? Yeah, and obviously it's a better fit for him. It is. It's not human. Yeah. And then there's a scene with Bulletproof comforting Eve. Is yeah. she sad about shit? And I think it's like he makes a move on her or something. I don't know, kind of? Yeah. It's vague for me. I know we read this a while back. Yeah. Or I think I'm she... Either, he either makes a move... Oh, yeah, okay. He's like, I'll do whatever you need to do. Like, let me know. I'll comfort you. And she's like, oh, my God, are you? And he's like, what? No, not. Unless, yeah. I mean, you want to. And she's like, oh, my God, please leave. Yeah. It shows that, like, they've already got a weird working relationship. Yeah, and then the rest of the volume is uh, Dinosaurs and Thrag. Yeah. Uh, Thrag goes and contemplates basically pulling the plug on Mark. That's the thing, right? He finds out some, something secret. He finds some weird information out about about like Mark and his blood, and then he decides to go and like questionably murder him based yeah. on that. Which means whatever it is compromises Thrag. Yeah. Not the Viltrumites, but Thrag, right? Yeah. So. He goes, he thinks hard about things about, and then Dinosaurus saves Mark, but like right from the beginning, like oh man, the first hit that he lands on Thrag, Thrag costs him two of his talents that just break off. <laughs> And then, like, yeah. from that moment on, I'm like, Dinosaurus, like, you're fucked, bro. It's kind of like Dinosaurus is like, I think immediately is like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I am not ready for this fight. But yeah. he has no choice. He's the only thing standing between Thrag possibly murdering Mark. Yeah. So, like, th this is, like, so Dark Souls for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's just getting his ass handed to him. And, like, I love it. Like, you have that, you have it open on the panel right now. But the panel where Dinosaurus tries to just chomp his head is hilarious. Yeah. Dinosaurus breaks all of his teeth yeah. off. It was just pretty fucking rough. Like I can imagine oh, that, that hurt. Just hurts so bad. And then Dinosaur, and then Thrag like oh. breaks Dinosaurus's jaw in half. Mm -hmm. The wrong way. I guess too. It's like Thrag decides to just not kill him. Uh, well, I think he he would have to clean up Dinosaurus first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the dinosaurus takes Mark out of yeah. the out of the hospital. Well, you're busy bleeding. I will attend to this. And oh, okay. There's an explosion up at the. Or there's something going on. Yeah. He sets. Uh, he sets an explosion to go off. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. Like dinosaurus, like pulled something. Yeah. And so then he uses that as a way to get Mark and escape. Yeah, and then they crash land back on Earth. Yeah. Um, and Mark is. Uh, Bulletproof's got a very attractive girlfriend. Yeah. That needed to be established. I and forgot his name is Zendale. Yeah. Like, it's like, Zendale, oh, nothing. Oh, okay. And it's like, all right. But yeah, they crash land on they Earth. They crash land on Earth, yeah. And Mark is, like, awake and conscious and not dead and bleeding from his orifices. <laughs> it's near his secret base. Too. But it's kind of, yeah. But it's kind of insinuated that dinosaurs might be fucked. Like, dinosaurs might be dead. I'm still just confused how Thrag gets distracted. Like uh, before Dinosaurus comes to uh, save Mark, he sets a bunch of explosions to go off. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So they he would booby traps. He booby traps the. Uh, he sets a bunch of explosives on a timer. 
Yeah, okay. To go off around the facility. That makes sense. Because yeah. Dinosaurus had like, kind of interpreted or like picked up on the fact that he was going to try and kill him. So like, yeah. he, he has a contingency plan. He figured out, I'm pretty sure he figured out what Drag already knows. Yeah, I just feel bad. Cause, like, I can't believe I forgot so much of the end of this volume. Like, I was like, what? Dinosaurus gets right fucked up. Yeah, he gets yeah. like super messed up trying to like just basically keep Thrag at bay. Thrag's like, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's like, good effort there, bro. Yeah, good try, man. I guess he, he catches Thrag on Thrag, sort of like pompous, sort of like holier than thou, kind of just like, oh, this is this is beneath me, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so then he escapes, and then they crash land, and then Mark, like, emerges in the ruin of, of like, Dinosaurus, who's yeah. crash landed and had most of his body beaten to a pulp and ripped. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Dinosaurus? Yeah, because okay? he got a shit game. Yeah. Dinosaurus got, like, wrecked. Like, Drag would have no problem ripping him apart. Oh, yeah. Like, he could rip every bone from his body. In, like, and I mean, like, seconds. he could easily just fly right down to where they're at, too, and continue where he's at. So it's like, but oh, it's yeah. only that, like, Mark wakes up and he's kind of <laughs> like, oh, I'm I'm all right now. Yeah. I seem to be conscious. I'm good. And then we're left... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry. No, it's all good. You're just, you're dying. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're left on a cliffhanger where Mark is, like, awakened. Yeah. And that's where it is. It, it ends with Mark being like, the sewers standing over him in kind yeah. of like a freshly awakened state. Well, there's a lot of revelation in this book. I actually appreciate that, like, Invincible, as a, as a narrative, they never really take that long to get to the good shit. Yeah. Like, it's all yeah. well-paced. well, like, well paced. So in this, it's like Mark Mark's, like, status as Invincible is crumbling around him. Where, like, the Guardians are after him. Cecil doesn't trust him. Everyone's looking at him like he's a fucking time bomb waiting to go off. Because he's holding this nuclear bomb, which is Dinosaurus, right? Yeah. Well, also, doubly on top of that, he's trying to manage the fact that he's not in control of the Viltrumite issue. Yeah. And that then the Viltrumite issue is also being taken out of his hands because Alan shows up with Oliver. And they have their fucking contingency plan in place, which is the Scourge virus. Yeah. And Mark officially, I think, becomes overwhelmed with the fact that maybe he doesn't have the best plan here. Yeah. You know? And then no, that's fair. gets completely taken out of the game. Because, like, Alan's on the... Until Alan changes his mind, and then Oliver finally is the one that pulls the trigger. Yeah. You know, which is, like, ultimately... Oh, accident. Yeah. I think it's also, like, really cathartic for Oliver to realize, like, he tried to kill his brother by accident. He's like, maybe I shouldn't be on Earth. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the place for me. I almost wiped out their whole race. Yeah, no, exactly. Like, you know? he's, he's like, I have no more profiles here. I don't need to. I do have to also appreciate that I kind of like that the Invincible that's in place right now is kind of a sleaze. Yeah. Like, I didn't think about it before. I'm like, Zendale's, like, Bulletproof Invincible's kind of a sleazy guy. Like, he's kind of like, yeah. it kind of sucks. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's kind of a kind of a step back from, from yeah. Mark as Invincible, but yeah. Right, you yeah. know? And then, uh, yeah, then we're just left to go to the next issue. Yeah, and now we're, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, we're at the end of that volume. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have much else to say. Me either. Like, I mean, we, we kind of slowed down a little bit because I finally, like, I actually had the book in front of me to go for reference. So I was like, we went quiet as I'm rereading bits of it. I'm like, oh yeah, right, okay, cool. Because like, I read this I think like three weeks ago and it just wasn't fresh. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm gonna try and stay more on top of the reading of these. But like, this is a good volume. It was another one where they didn't really discuss too much. It was a lot more of like action. Yeah, there was so much. Uh, There's a lot of combat in this one. Yeah. So it went quick. Um. And, like, the dialogue that was in it was important, um, but a lot of it was just, like, bringing everybody up to speed. Yeah, and, like, one more time to get, like, Charlie at, or, uh, well, sorry, Ryan Otley to draw all these characters in the same room, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And I know, I almost said Walking Dead's fucking And their artists. blood and guts, man, like... <laughs> yeah, it was very gory. Some good Otley gore. I do gotta say, too, like, the first time when, like, when Dinosaurus was introduced, like, back in the day, I was like, I don't get this character. 
Yeah. I, now I do. Yeah. He's a Hulk. He's the he's the Hulk in this, basically. Yeah, he's uh, he's that universe as Hulk. Yeah. So I appreciate that a lot. But well, I mean, I got I got nothing else to really say about this. Yeah. This was volume sixteen of Family Ties. Yeah. Join us uh, for volume seventeen. Yep. What's happening? I think it's called What's Happening. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Here's What's Happening. That's the last volume I physically own. I gotta go buy them. Oh no. Yeah. You know. So. But yeah, uh, join us next time. Uh, Till then. Oh yeah. Um, also. Oh. If you get a chance, uh, go on Invincible Principle Podcast on Instagram and check out our Instagram page on this show, as well as our sister show, Random Cinema Podcast. Check that out on Instagram as well. I always forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> uh, yeah, till next time, uh, I've been Andrew. Drag's glorious mustache. I just love that mustache. <laughs> uh, and I have been Brennan. Just hopefully my internship working for the Coalition of Planets will become a real full-time job. Because man, there's lots of opportunity on that that fabulous, fabulous menagerie of of, of crazy alien shit. <laughs> bye bye. Take care.